today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Fabian here. Derek so, here. So, um, Kate Moss, I think, really undercut Amber Heard today. Um, and, and I say that because Amber Heard is not only making allegations, she's making innuendo. She is. And the innuendo is not first-person observation. It's, yeah, well, I kind of believed that Johnny was going to do to me what I heard he did to Kate Moss. Yeah. A, I'm shocked the judge let that in. B, Kate Moss destroyed that today. She did. Um, I, I can clarify this. So this, Amber Heard first opened this door uh, a couple weeks ago when she was on the stand on one of her days. Uh, she was recounting this time in late March 2015 when she, this is after they, they came back from Australia and the fingertip was chopped off. She claims that her and Johnny got into another physical fight. Her sister Whitney was present. Her sister Whitney confirmed the account on, on her own testimony. But apparently what they say was that Johnny ran up the stairs, uh, was gonna trying to attack Amber. Whitney got in the way. They say that they claim that uh, he hit Whitney, and then Amber, seeing this uh, and seeing her sister in a sort of compromising position at the top of the stairs, which she testified on the stand was like, "Oh my God, I, I just thought immediately Kate Moss." To your point about uh, why the judge let it in, it's the, the judge let it in because nobody objected, and there's yeah. a, there's a reason nobody objected. If you if you looked at Ben Chu and the rest of the attorneys. He did a, a victory fist pump because they looked at each other and were like, yes. Well, now we can get Kate on the stand. Because they, because I, I believe, I saw reports that Amber might have done the same thing in, in the UK trial, invoked this Kate Moss rumor. Um, and they wanted they wanted to bring Kate Moss on the stand to rebut her, and that's exactly what they did. Camille addressed this on Cross uh, last week, basically saying, the Kate Moss thing is just a rumor, correct? And she's like, yeah, it's just a vague rumor I heard. That's kind of why I said it. And now here they are closing the loop on this again and with Kate Moss herself saying, he never hit me. Is that true? He, there was a fist bump? Yes. Ben Chu, like when, when they said Kate Moss, they cut to Ben Chu and you see him. He's like, yeah, they look and he's like, yes. They, were, they wanted that moment because they wanted her to open the door Bring Which Kate part? Moss in and shut this down. And Kate Moss did exactly that. And and I think it's effective because they got Ellen Barkin, Amber's team got Ellen Barkin, another ex of Johnny's, to basically say, to paint him in a different light, paint him as a, aggressive and jealous, et, et cetera. She, Ellen Barkin didn't testify that he ever struck her. She did testify that he threw a wine bottle in her direction. So that would look bad for Johnny. But now here's Kate Moss, an even more high-profile uh, ex of his, Claiming the exact opposite. So they were they were together in the 90s for yeah. a few years, and she is in England where she lives. So she testified on video. Well, she was it was live, but via video. Yeah. And here is what she said. What, if anything, happened when you were in Jamaica with Mr. Depp? I, um, we were leaving the room, and Johnny left the room before I did, and there had been a rainstorm, and... As I left the room, I slid down the stairs and I hurt my back. And I screamed because I was in, because uh, I didn't know what had happened to me and I was in pain. And um, he came running back to help me and carried me to my room and got me medical attention. Did Mr. Depp push you in any way down the stairs? No. Uh, during the course of your relationship, did he ever push you down any stairs? No, he never pushed me, kicked me, or 
through me. Turn any stairs. This well, is absolutely go. terrible for Amber Heard because not only is it not an instance of violence, it's actually an instance of chivalry, uh, the way she paints it, that Johnny came out and, ca- yeah. Yeah, and carried her up the stairs. Now remember, Amber's task here, because her credibility has been so blown during the course of her testimony, is she needs to establish some sort of pattern, that Johnny Depp is a monster, and not only I've seen it, but others have seen it. That's essential to her case, right. and this is devastating because she has painted the opposite picture, Johnny yeah. saving a, a woman who was, who was injured. The other thing I find interesting that I wanted to point out is Fabian's talking more like a trial lawyer. And it's a fascinating. As he follows this case, he said that the, you heard this, I'm sure, where he said he opened the door to this. Yeah, that's what you say. No, as a trial Fabian, lawyer Because Fa- she messed up by allowing her client to open no, the door well, to something that allowed it, the defense to bring Kate Moss to the stand and actually tell this firsthand story. Right. And it only happened because of a misstep by Amber's attorneys in not controlling their witness and what their witness brought up on the stand. I think this is a misstep by I, Elaine. I, I so think, I should I, clarify. I'm, not, I'm yeah, You guys are the lawyers. I'm not a lawyer. But when hold you, on, you, what, what about the baby bar? You want to take it? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I got my money on you over Kim. I'm uh, telling you. Oh, God. I, I guess what I say is, like, to your point, like, when you're watching the trials closely as I have been, like, you, you notice these little nuanced things, and, like, you hear, you hear language being invoked. But to your point about Elaine not being able to control her, I think that's why... There have been so many reports and rumors about the infighting with Elaine and Amber because Amber goes rogue like this, says something. I'm sure that was not in the in the game plan. Right. And I'm sure later Elaine was probably pissed. Like, what are you doing? Like, this what? is not as public. Well, of a it spectacle. worked in England. And yeah. and that's and and see, I think that's why it's devastating for Amber Heard in America. And I'll tell you why. It's one thing to make allegations, but when you start hurling rumors. You know, it looks weak. It looks like really. So now you're going to hurl rumors and make and make allegations against this guy. Yeah. And it's ju- a high risk proposition and, and, because that person can come up. And, and by the way, and then justify that this is why I went after him. Yeah. Well, it's a rumor. And when you start with rumors, it's like that's the firepower you have. Yeah. And then you have somebody get up on the stand squarely and, re- and say it's not true. It really hurts her. Yeah, and one other thing I was going to say, too, that's really interesting about this. One, you know, Ellen Barkin was was called, and she did testify, and she said yes when I was with Johnny. And by the way, the, Ellen Barkin was not an ex-girlfriend. She was a fling. It was it was a booty call that Johnny, you know, they were sleeping together for a few months at, at, at a time in, in the 90s, right around, kind of around the same time he ended up seeing Kate Moss as well. But Kate Moss was a serious girlfriend that he was with for an extended period of time, for a few years, I believe. So I think Kate Moss's testimony is actually more effective and more impactful because Ellen Barkin was with him periodically, sporadically. Again, it was a fling. It was a booty call thing at the time. And who knows? I mean, Johnny maybe was in a different state of mind at the time that he was with Ellen because that's when he was filming uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Right. Who knows it's, what it's, kind of drugs was going on with that. But It's um, powerful. But remember Amber Heard's task here. She does have Ellen Barkin in her pocket as another person who has claimed that Johnny Depp is capable of violence. She doesn't have to prove every instance of it. People right. are complicated. It's possible he had a nonviolent relationship with Kate Moss and then a violent one with Ellen Barkin and a right. violent one with Amber Heard. These are all possibilities. Sure. And Amber's task is not to prove that Johnny Depp is a monster 100% of the time. Amber Heard's task is to say, I didn't defame you when I said I was in an abusive well, relationship with you. That's I, her task, I, Harvey. I, I think that's her task, but her mission has been different. She has tried to paint him as a monster. Yes. She has used the term monster, saying that Johnny has said the monster comes out. You know, yes. So, you know, that may be her task. That's not the way she's playing it. Yes, and, true. And, and the fact that she's playing it differently and saying, Johnny's a monster hurts uh, her with the jury when hurts, things like this happen. I, I, I think it hurts her with the jury. Well, one last thing I'll say before we move on. Um, you know, we're coming down to the wire on the trial. Uh, closing arguments are on, are on Friday. Jury deliberations will start then as well. And a verdict can come as, as early as next week on Tuesday. 
if Johnny Depp ends up winning this thing, it's unclear if he's going to, um, because, you know, jury just has to believe one instance of abuse and he loses. But if they actually rule in his favor in this case, it's going to be fascinating because he lost the UK case and people wonder what, because it's essentially sort of the same trial, a lot of the same witnesses, a lot of the same evidence. And one thing that people might wonder is like, why, did, if, if he does in fact win, why did they come out so differently? What happened? One, the UK, different laws, different system. Well, different, it, it, def- different it, defendant. It, yeah. Different defendant, true. And also, it was just one judge listening to all of it and weighing in himself. And also, he had a different set of... The, the, the laws had, are different. And also, he had de- different attorneys in the UK. He had different attorneys. This, this team he has now, I would argue, has changed things for him drastically. They are vastly responsible for... Why the why we think Johnny Depp might be winning this thing is because of his lawyers. He had a completely different set of attorneys in the UK. Totally yeah. different. Um, the case was different, though, as yeah. Harvey said. It was about a publication rather right. than against Amber Heard. But right. but you're right. And and the law is procedural. It's not substantive. It's not in the same sense that you don't get the same result necessarily in every case. You right. you play it out in front of a new jury and and you see where the facts lead you and what the jury believes. Okay, right. we're we're, we're going to move on. Um, Caitlyn Jenner. I found this really interesting. First of all, she was not invited to Courtney's wedding. That yeah. was that that I find interesting. Number one, um, number two, um, she really embraced Pete Davidson, um, and you know she's had a little experience because Kim and Pete went over to Caitlyn's house mm. um, and spent time with her, and. She also had things to say about Kanye that are very complicated. Um, let's just play this. I, I, I think this is very powerful. Pete is, uh, they came over the other day because I told Kim, Kim, I haven't even met him yet. So she brought him over and they, we spent a couple hours here at the house together. And uh, very different than what she would normally date. But Kimberly has been through a lot with the guys she's been with. You know, especially Kanye, I'm a very complicated guy. I really like Kanye. I got along with him so well. Two of us did great together. And through when even when I transitioned, he was so on my side and, you know, loving it. But he was very difficult to live with. And Pete is 100, 180 degrees the other direction. I mean, first of all, he treats her so well. And when they were over here, Kim is so happy. And Kim deserves to be happy. I got to tell you, this is a serious relationship. Yeah. This is a serious relationship. One thing I wanted to point out, um, this story about Kim and Pete coming to visit Caitlyn, she's already spoken on this. We did a story about it a few months ago where she described exactly the same thing about, oh my God, Pete's so wonderful. Kim looks so different. She seems so happy now. So that's not new. The new thing that's interesting here is now she invoked Kanye to kind of do the contrast. And she says, he's complicated to live with. He's sort of difficult. Great guy. But really difficult to live with, especially for Kim. And and I guess to that I would say, duh. I suppose like yeah, like obviously we we know who Kanye is. We know what his tendencies are. But he really. Uh, but but Caitlyn, sorry, Caitlyn, she really likes Kanye. But again, and but I thought sure. I found that fascinating. Their politics are somewhat aligned, so right, everyone they knows are. they are yes, both sort yes, of yes. right of center or hard right, depending on how you view their right. their, their politics. Depending on what day it is, I guess. But he's but he's also <laughs> got a lot. Uh, or sorry, Caitlyn also has a lot of perspective on yeah. on uh, you know who Kanye is. Has right. seen. You, you're right. We have she assumed. Has, she, that Kanye is tough to live with, but Caitlyn has seen it firsthand. She right? has perspective on Kanye. I don't think she has a lot of perspective on Pete. Almost none. And no, and and I mean, look, everybody says Pete's a great guy and all this. Not not Fabian and I, but when when two, <laughs> I don't want to go down that road again. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll. When two people are dating this way, everybody's on. You know, you're going to meet 
your stepfather. Yeah. Okay, well, you're going to be on best behavior. That doesn't mean he's on poor behavior otherwise, right. but... You're getting that's, the best version of him. That's yes. what you would expect. Yes. That's what you would expect. Unless you're a monster, you don't come in and, and sort of, uh, you know, abuse it. Right. right. But, <laughs> but, but still, uh, to me, I know what you're saying, Fabian. Uh, this is a really serious relationship. And I think he's moving to L.A. Oh, yeah, and for if sure. Now that, now that he's done with SNL, he has, there's nothing stopping him. He's shooting movies out here. He's dating Kim apparently seriously. So, yeah, I mean... I, I, I guess to me, I'm just kind of just waiting for the day that they split because I, I think they're going to split because I just I just can't imagine this working you know out long term. I think they're going to get married. Well, well oh, uh, uh, you know what? You know what? You have the burden of proving that you do not Fabian and I. We have seen Pete Davidson. He is a guy yeah. who's been in several serious relationships, all of which some of which got to engagements yes, with Ariana Grande and they break up. Yeah. So that is the burden on you to prove to me that Pete is a guy who takes it all the way okay. to the finish line. I don't think he does. Fair enough. I think what happens is they're in their honeymoon phase. He is a little prince. But this isn't a real relationship. Even the way Caitlyn so, described Kim, it, he dotes on her. He, lo- you know, he's so good to her. K- Kim seems so happy. It sounds like a honeymoon to me. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what marriage is. It's a fucking grind. Yeah. Okay. It's not this. And also, <laughs> one other thing. Sorry. One other thing. Oh, no, no, hold on, Fabian. Okay. Um, I, you make such a compelling point. Let's wager on this, Derek. Oh, oh are we gonna? Ha- what, oh, what do you want God. to put on it? You tell me. Come on, old man. What do you? What do you want? You tell me. Like what money or like something else or like no, I, that money. Our money is too disparate yeah, for us yeah, to have yeah. a good oh, money. Oh, all of a sudden, yeah, right. <laughs> How about lunch? Let's bet lunch. All, all of a sudden, work. we'll go to Langer's. You and I, if I win, how about that? Get a big pastrami sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, we got to move on. I I, I want to talk about this. Um, the shooting. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I got to tell you something. When did you see the senator from New Jersey get up on uh, on the on the Senate floor? Yeah, he was pleading. It was so moving. So moving. Steve Kerr at the in the Warriors game. Did you see this? No, I didn't After, see that. Afterward, he was banging his fist on the table, lip lip trembling. Wow. Why are we continuing to do this? He right. was absolutely overcome with emotion. People are tired. So, yeah. so you know, Ted Cruz comes out yesterday with this bizarre statement, never mentions guns, but says, we need to arrest felons and we need to arrest, I can't remember the other name. And then he says, we need to arrest the mentally ill. It's like, when did we start doing that, Ted Cruz? You are doing somersaults yeah. to get around the obvious here. So I was talking to Charles in the newsroom uh, about a, a half hour ago. And he had, yeah, first of all, David, I think his first name is David Hogue, the guy from Park, from the- yeah. Hogue or Hogue. David, sure. Yeah. Right. So he was on CNN this morning and I thought he made a really good point because they asked him, you know, his perspective on this. He's and a survivor ha- from Parkland, right? That's right, yeah. that's right. And- he had a really interesting point, which is 
He's a high school student. And the survivors had the ability to communicate their emotions and feelings. These little kids don't. No. And it also makes it more tragic. It makes it even more tragic, not to mention 19 children shot down <laughs> and, this I mean, way. Obviously, it's comparable to uh, Sandy Hook. I mean, it's... It, it's which so, you, do I, you I remember mean, Barack Obama's speech after Sandy Hook? Uh, it sounded a lot like what yeah. we're hearing again, right. which is just sort of resignation. So to, what no, are we going to do about this? So, right? so right now, in 2012. Nothing. So yeah. Charles and I were having a talk. And he... It, I think this was a really interesting point. He was saying, and, and I think this is so interesting, let the little kids go to Capitol Hill. Take as many little children as possible and bring them into the Capitol and knock on the doors of all of the senators, especially the ones that have blocked gun control. And just say that feels a little. Con- I don't like the idea of that. You know, it feels uh, contrived. It, it, and just it's very kind of, emotionally charged, but at, yeah. but at some point we need to play those emotional cards. I agree with you. It does seem manipulative in a, in a yeah. way, but a manipulative in, in a good hey, in a good mm-hmm. fashion. Right? We I need mean, we right. need to do this. There, there's a bill that was passed by the House that has been sitting in the Senate, HR eight, just languishing. They won't even vote on it. Right. They won't even vote on it. And that's right. what Steve Kerr was banging his head. He said, he said this, "There's legislation about the last shooting that we had this response, and the Senate just sits there and doesn't even vote on these measures." And it's, but you got to see. You're it, right. It would be manipulative. He's right. Yeah. To that point, yeah, it would yeah. seem, it would seem it would contrived. Be effective too, though. But it would be uh, effective. Right. Well, that's and, what you need at this point. And also, you need it's something. like I, I have to say, to sit down with a child to hear fear in a child about going to school. Right. You know, I you know I suppose that these senators could come back and say, yeah, you know, we're going to do something. We're going to arrest all the felons. It's like, you know, at a point. The, the the public is behind getting rid of these assault rifles, and also why why is it legal for an eighteen year old to get an okay, assault so that, rifle? You, you, that's a perfect segue because I was just about to ask. Look, we can spitball real quick. Like, do you think the solution is one ban ban uh, ban, uh, ban assault rifles? Yes. And, okay. So what is the so, point? So no, other so than no, murder, no U.S. citizen should have that in their possession. No private citizen is what you're saying. I right? believe that strongly. Okay. So there's in, that. In the same way, they shouldn't have tanks. I mean, those are killing True, machines. You're right. And then too, so then is I mean, we have we have we have we have, we have laws. Against nunchucks. Yes, right. We have I mean, laws you, against nunchucks. Can, brass knuckles. We have laws. You against. can't right. have brass knuckles or nunchucks, but you can have an AR-15. It's right. It's insane. That's true. And then I guess you mentioned age as well. Do you think that the age limit for just to buy a, a, a firearm in general should be raised to like twenty-five? There, I or think something? you have to be careful. You have to be careful. You run up against the actual the constitutional yeah, yeah. rights that you have. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's no. Con- well, I, I mean, I know there's a Second Amendment, but that doesn't say you. There, it doesn't say you can't have age limitations. By the way, but you run up the against Second Amendment says right. the Second Amendment says no laws, right? And and it's never, we never interpret the Constitution as, as being 100%. In that re- okay, so it, we already say... And it's got a preamble about militias. But wait a minute, we already say you can't buy a gun under 18... So if there already is a law with an age limit, why can't you raise the age limit? Right, because we, we, we have age limits for like for like drinking and like sure. for for renting a car. Well, that's different. That's, that's private industry stuff. Or, or is that a law too? Like Dr- the, drinking, no, is, it's, drinking it's isn't in the bill. Drinking okay. isn't in the bill of rights. I mean, the the, right. the first ten amendments to the Constitution are very very sacrosanct, and you become an adult in this country at the age of eighteen. It would right. be a tougher sell. Age limits. I think the assault weapons. You have no right to. You have no right to assault weapons and killing mm. machines. You have a right to bear arms, and what we define as arms can be much more limited sure. than this kind of this kind of death machine. You can't have a bazooka. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. And no yeah. one and no one says you can. Right. No no one argues for bazookas. I, 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 would, I would agree with that. That the AR-15s have no place. The, the thing that's disturbing. I did a story this morning about how this um, the alleged suspect who's now dead, the 18 year old, he. Um, 
he yeah. was he was on social media on his Instagram account posting photos of his two AR-15s. It's two of them he had with magazines and everything. And what apparently what he did is he DM'd this random girl, maybe a minor, maybe a young woman, I don't know, but he, a random girl in LA. He tagged her in one of these photos randomly. She, I think, I don't know if he uh, reached out to her first or vice versa, but they, she was like, why did you tag me? What's going on? And he was saying, got a little secret for you. He was kind of like hinting at what he was going to do. And it's the, haunting. The, and the, yeah. girl, the girl, I guess, released these messages and is now catching backlashes like, why didn't you do something or say something? And she was basically saying, like, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't I had no idea who he was. I was trying to sort of like talk him out of whatever he was hinting at he was doing. And she was, she, I feel horrible for this person because she got roped into all this. But like the fact that this guy was posting these weapons and he was this young, like, I don't know if there's got to be some kind of a system to, to flag that type of stuff. Like someone has to flag it. Authorities need to, like, you know what I mean? Like a kid who's posting all these photos of guns. I, I, I know it that, happened, I know that it, it, it's by legally the way, fine. It, but it, like, happened, it happened with Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, it's right. I mean, it happened with Buffalo that this there's guy just, made I mean, it if, clear if there, what he was. If there are warning signs, there's got to be some kind of system, like like a government system in place to, to do or, or step in and do something on that. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the solution is, but like someone has to like step in on these warning sign things when they're so clear. Like this one was clearly... All these things in hindsight are always so damn clear. It's just crazy. I just don't know how as a country we can do nothing. Take no steps after this. If nothing is done, you look at this gallery. These are children. I have a six-year-old and Mm. I send her to school every day and it's a tremendous amount of trust to send your most precious thing in life yeah. is, is your children. It just is. When you have them, you'll you'll understand. And I leave her there with a with an amount of trust. They they don't understand death. They don't understand any of this stuff. And mm-hmm. they are so pure. You know, I took Nixie to a Cub Scout meeting. All they all she cares about is s'mores at this age. And for someone to come in and massacre children yeah. is so horrific that I I know I understand people are very into the Second Amendment, but as a civilization, as a society, to live in a world where we could do, could do something to pot- potentially curb this. We won't ever eliminate the problem. There's right. always going to be sort of things like this. Right. But uh, it, it's horrific. It's horrific to think I, that I, we, would, we wouldn't try to do something about this because these are children, man. You look I, at that I, I, I disagree when you say that uh, most people have you know hesitation because of the Second Amendment. I think most people want to ban assault rifles because it's now – you know, it's so interesting – how can when, we not after this? Yeah, right? I mean, well, because you could have said that after Sandy Hook. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, and you could, have, you could have said that after Columbine. You could have said that after, after any number of things. Right. Yeah. I mean, there have been so many of these. So then why the stasis? Why nothing? After those, events. it's because the NRA has enormous power. And you know, the, the last thing I want to say is that you know everybody says, "I never thought it would happen in my town." Every, you know, you always heard this over and over. Every time something happened in a small town. Well, this or, is Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey's town, and yeah, he, he spoke be. out on it as right. well, too. But, I mean, everybody says this after a shooting, you know, in the town that it happens in. I never thought it would happen here. Mm. I think we're past that now. I think nobody says, I never thought it would happen here yeah. because I think everybody it feels vulnerable. Everywhere. It's happening everywhere. When you, I mean, there were... I, this I, is 80 miles from San Antonio, a giant city. Yeah. This is not a this is not. But it doesn't, ma- it, it doesn't huh? matter. It, it can be a small town. It can be a big town. It's happened everywhere. It happens everywhere. Yeah. And hundreds of them a year, hundreds and hundreds a year, right. mass shootings. And, and just the fact that people could always kind of push it off and say... It's not going to happen in my town. It's not going to happen to me. I don't think people are saying that anymore. I, I want one last point I want to make. I know we got to go, but like, uh, just to play devil's advocate a little bit. I'm, the question I have is, if we let's just run with a hypothetical. You ban assault assault rifles, fine. If the next mass shooting happens where somebody rolls into a school with just a handgun and takes out, I don't know, 10, 12, how many people they're able to take out, 
What happens then? What's the conversation then? Is because assault rifles are banned at that point. What's the conversation it, it, then? Is it? it that's it's what I'm a saying. totally fair point because yeah. that is the worry of the NRA and the Second Amendment enthusiasts. Right? Because if it's a slippery slope, it is a slippery slope. Just remember the general nature of the conversation is well, a slippery slope. No, you, you, you can wait, 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 Thirty-two people died with a handgun in Virginia Tech. Do you remember Virginia Tech? That guy shot everyone execution style with a handgun. That's right. That was not an assault rifle attack, and it was thirty-two dead. We're not going to have a completely safe America. No, never. If you ban assault rifles. That's just a fact. Right. And people are going to do terrible things like this because something's happened in our culture that allows this to happen. Yeah, but the, re- <laughs> but the reality is this. Assault rifles can take out more people more quickly than a handgun That's can. True. And that sounds kind of ridiculous to say 12 is better than 19. It's dark, but it's true. It's but dark, it's but true. It's true. We can't yeah. let the perfect be the enemy of the good. If right. there's a way to address this in some way, you need to address it. That's a good way of ending. And a good way of ending. Have a good day, everybody. All right, All right. take it. Take care. care.